This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 45. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. For listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today is the February monthly roundup episode. So on this monthly roundup episode, I'm going to be talking about my interviews this month with Nick Loper from the Side Hustle Nation podcast, uh, my awesome interview with digital nomad Marcus Moiter from DNX Global, and my interview with Terry Grimaud from the hashtag Hunter.com. So first up is uh, Nick Loper. So Nick Loper was from episode 42. Uh, as I said before, he's the host of the Side Hustle, Side Hustle Nation uh, podcast and the, uh, the blog Side Hustle Nation. Um, and uh, the interesting thing I liked about Nick was when he, we were talking about uh, the importance of just getting started. Um, and Nick mentioned that when he first kind of started dabbling with internet marketing. He was kind of one of those guys that was creating websites and trying to make money off of, you know, Google back in the day in like, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010. And, um, and he, he said that he didn't really have a clear vision of what his business was going to be. He was kind of following people like Pat Flynn and Chris Ducker and he knew he, he wanted to be someone big, but he didn't really know exactly what his niche is. And, you know, but he, but he just kind of got started anyway. And the thing I liked about that is I think that's really important because I think a lot of people get caught up in perfection. They, they want to have kind of everything in their business ironed out before they even get started. And I think that's a big mistake because um, if, yes, in a perfect world, it would be great if you could have, you know, your ideas all, all ironed out, know exactly what your business is going to be, know exactly what you're going to do. But if, if not having a perfect, clear you know, notion of what you're going to do exactly is preventing you from getting started, I think you should just get started because, um, I mean, I've heard this from so many different entrepreneurs that, you know, in the process of getting started, you learn so much about what your business is going to be. Even if you have a clear idea or you think you have a clear idea of what your business is going to be, um, the same kind of thing happens where you think you know, you think you have a clear idea of what your business is going to be, you get started and start working on it. And as you work through it, you realize, oh, my, you know, the customer I thought I wanted to go after isn't actually who I want to go after. Or um, the product that I thought I was going to launch is not even, you know, the one that I really want to stick with. Or you may want to expand on something or scale back or whatever. But it's the process that's going to really teach you. So I would uh, I would encourage anybody who's who's waiting to get started um, and, and, and worried about like the fact that they don't have everything ironed out, I would encourage you to just get started and just get it done because, um, getting started and implementing the process will teach you more than, uh, you know, spending months or even years planning out things, hoping things work out the right way. Um, the other thing that Nick talked about was, uh, how he started monetizing his podcast early on. So I know a lot of people kind of struggle with this is they, they, they have an idea. They kind of want to make money online, but they're not really sure. Like, how do I monetize whatever I want to do? If I start a blog or I start a podcast or a YouTube channel, you know, if you have a physical product, you know, you want to sell or you're already like a coach or something like that, then you know, okay, this is, this is how I'm going to make my money. But a lot of other people, they're not really sure exactly and he had people that he would charge a monthly fee for. Uh, he said he was charging $100 a month doing YouTube or, or whatever it may be that you're, that you're really focused on. You know, even if it's, you know, tennis or I don't know, whatever, whatever your skill is that you're interested in turning into an internet business, 
um, you probably know more than a whole lot of other people. So really, it's not about you being, you know, the expert in terms of like, you know, you're the best in the world. Yeah, if you are the best in the world, that's great. But even if you're like someone, I mean, really, it's like, you know, what makes you an expert is just knowing more than a lot of other people. And if you know more than a lot of other people, um, then, you know, people will be willing to pay for the knowledge that you have. So you don't have to necessarily worry about being the best at everything. You, I think it's a, a great goal to shoot for to eventually become the best. Um, but I don't think you necessarily need to wait until you are the best to start trying to find uh, find clients. If you're an intermediate person, then you find beginners to teach. If you're advanced, you can find beginners and intermediate people to teach. Um, but I think, you know, once you learn something, you are then in a position to find others who don't know that same thing. And people are often willing to, willing and happy to pay uh, for that knowledge that you've already acquired. So I think that's a great way to, to monetize a business if you're trying to figure out, like, what, what exactly am I going to do to make money from this thing that I've, I've, I've started or that I want to launch? Um, next up was Terry Grimaud, who is uh, from episode 43. So Terry is the owner of the hashtag Hunter.com. And uh, Terry started out his career, as we discussed on the interview, in network marketing. And uh, the thing about network marketing is I know that 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 um, that career kind of has a, a bad rap in, in certain circles. And uh, and a lot of that's just because, you know, when people think about network marketing, they think about that, you know, really pushy friend or neighbor who's just constantly hounding you about joining their program and making money and and you're just not interested, but they just won't leave you alone. And, and then people think like, well, the only way I can I can get into this is is to be that annoying person, to be the annoying person who's begging people to go to their home parties and, you know, teaching their neighbors and friends who are completely uninterested about something and just trying to jam things down people's throats. Or even more so than that, like sleazy companies who have, you know, questionable business practices and who are, you know, promising people that they're, they're going to make, you know, millions of dollars with ease and, 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 um, you know, everything's super easy and, and, and everyone makes money when, when, you know, in many cases, uh, that couldn't be further from the truth. So, um, but the thing I like about my interview with Terry was, uh, you know, he started out network marketing. He was very, very successful. And what he said was that was important and, and that made the difference for him is that he found a reputable company. He didn't just, you know, go with any company. He found a company that had been in business for a while. They had a stable business model. They were selling good products that he believed in. Uh, and then on top of that, he found a, a mentor in that space uh, who was someone who was really successful to help him learn how to do the business the right way. And I think that that's, you know, anybody who's interested in, in, in trying entrepreneurship, I mean, I've heard the stories of a lot of entrepreneurs who may not necessarily be doing it anymore, but a lot of people started out their careers in network marketing. Um, because it's, you know, as, as uh, Tim Irway, someone who I, who I interviewed uh, a, a while ago on the podcast, put it, you know, it's like uh, entrepreneurship with training wheels. You know, it's, it's an opportunity for you to get out there and kind of start something on your own without taking on the risk of, uh, of, of fully starting your own business. So um, it's kind of a good way to get, to get some skills and really get uh, get some exposure and, and really make some money because the sky's the limit with, uh, with a business like that. Um, but the other thing that, that Terry said that I really liked is that he said that, you know, you need to think about um, your network marketing business, which he was talking about that specifically. This really applies to any sort of business. He said you really need to think of it as a business and, and think of it as you being a professional, right? So, and a lot of people, unfortunately, they take their internet business and and they don't really put the time and money into it that they would uh, to something else they were trying to be a professional in. So if you were going to be a doctor, 
you know, or a lawyer or, or something like that, you would clearly know, okay, I have to go to medical school for four years to be a doctor, then I have to do a residency. And then, you know, after that, then I'll be able to practice, but I have to put in a long period of time of learning ahead of time and spend a whole lot of money up to, to get up to that point. Whereas with business, a lot of people assume like, I can just jump into this, make a whole lot of money really, really quickly without really struggling and learning and, and, and investing in myself. And it's like, no, this is no different than any other profession. Like, it takes time. You're not going to just jump in, um, you know, the first first year often and, and really make a whole lot of money. And, you know, Terry said, you know, you, you have to be, you know, willing to do that, willing to, to, to stick it out and struggle in the beginning and learn how to do business the right way. And he said the, the quickest way to cut your learning curve, obviously, is by hiring a mentor, uh, finding someone who really resonates with you and, and learning from them, learning the ways to do business the right way. Uh, to cut that cut that speed down, but he also recognized that hey, not everyone has the money to spend you know thousands of dollars on a mentor. So um, his his recommendation for someone who doesn't have the money uh, to hire a mentor was that you can you know you start out with something small. You start out with buying a course. It can be as low as a you know one hundred dollar product, and you kind of learn something from there, and then you you work your way up. Uh, and um, and then if if you're looking at you know uh, hiring a coach. One of the great things to do is look for someone that has a good refund policy. I mean, you go out there and, and this is if the person that you're going to hire is truly someone who can make a difference in your business, truly someone who can show you how to make consistent money, consistent revenue, then if they're charging $2,000 for their coaching program, but they can help you make you know $2,000 a month at a minimum, well, then their coaching program is definitely worth it. I mean, isn't it worth it to spend $2,000 if you can you know make that money back in a month? I mean, I certainly think it is. So, I mean, I think, you know, that's why Terry was saying find someone with a good refund policy. So if you happen to, you know, buy their program and it doesn't do what it says it's going to do, then you can ask for a refund and you're, and you're protected in that way. You didn't just lose, you know, a thousand or two thousand dollars and and now you have to, to have to uh, start all over again. Uh, so I, I like uh, I like Terry's approach. Tara's approach to that. And I like um, I like the fact that a lot of people have made money um, doing network marketing. So I think. Um, there's a way to do it the right way. Another thing that Terry brought up that I thought was really important is um, he talked about some of the stuff that he trains a lot of people uh, in now. And, and uh, he talked about how important it is for people to get training on mindset. Like a lot of people think, oh, mindset is so woo woo. It's so like, you know, nonsense. Like, you know, I don't need to focus on that. But the reality is it's, 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 so, it's so intangible that people don't like to think that that really matters. But really, it's it's so important because your mindset is the, is almost the fuel of your business. It's the thing that's going to keep you going when things get hard because they will get hard. You know, there's going to be times where you're going to want to quit. There's going to be times when when people aren't going to believe in you, and your family's not going to believe in you, and your friends aren't going to believe in you, and you know your your customers that you thought you know were going to come rushing in the door don't come in, and it gets hard, and you're spending money, and you're investing time, and all this stuff, and then you know you want to quit. But really, everyone who is successful. Um, they are the people who just refuse to give up. They never quit. They just kept going despite all of the setbacks, despite how hard things were, despite the long, you know, long hours they had to work, seeing very, very little return, uh, putting, you know, investing money uh, and seeing very, very little return in the beginning. But they kept going and they were able to keep going because they had the right mindset. And if you're someone who does not have that mindset, it's so important to to get in the right mindset and um, even more important, it's like you can't just get in the right mindset and you just stay there. You kind of need to 
exercise that that mindset just like you know just like any other muscle like when you go to the gym you can't just get a gym membership work out for six weeks get into shape and then just stop because if you stop I mean as anyone knows you're going to get out of shape and it's going to go back to you go back to however you were before and I think your uh, your mindset works the same way you you know you 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 have this um, if you work on yourself and, and you get yourself into a positive place where you really believe in yourself and you really believe in your abilities and you really, you know, believe in the goals that you want to, that you, that you have set and you can really, uh, accomplish them and you don't want to give up, uh, you have to work on that like every day, every week and keep yourself, uh, in the right place, um, so that you don't, um, that you don't regress and I uh, go back to, uh, to, I guess a place where, where you don't have the a strong enough mindset uh, to accomplish the goals you really want to accomplish. So I think that's an important piece uh, that Terry brought up. And I think it's it's definitely something that everyone needs to, um, you know, find their own way, but definitely make sure that you you uh, you get a mindset that allows you to be successful and, and persevere because perseverance, I think, is, is definitely one of the keys that you cannot be successful in business without it because you will have struggles and you not you have to be able to uh, push, the, push through those things and, uh, and not want to quit. So next up was... Uh, Marcus Moiter from uh, episode 44. Uh, so Marcus is the owner of DNX Global. He's the um, the um, uh, owner of um, the uh, digital nomad uh, conferences uh, that he runs. Him and his company uh, puts on all over the world. And uh, in the in, in our interview, we talked about uh, the English speaking one. And uh, it, it seemed like a great thing. I mean, a great opportunity for anyone who's ever thought about being a digital nomad, who ever thought about like traveling the world and kind of living off of having an internet-based business and and just really getting to see like what that lifestyle is like in this in his DNX global community uh, and the digital nomad conferences that he puts on is a great place for you to find uh, like-minded people. So if you're already a digital nomad, then you can connect with other digital nomads uh, in this place. And if you're curious about becoming a digital nomad potentially you know his conference in is a great place to uh to find out all about that and to connect with other people who are doing the same thing so you can kind of lay out a roadmap for yourself and figure out if you know if that lifestyle is uh is right for you and especially if you have a family if it's right uh if it's right for your family uh but one thing i thought that was really interesting about marcus's story um was that you know he started out uh going to college and uh, and studying college and, and and got to a point where he was just was bored. You know, he just wasn't learning the things that he wanted to do. I, I, I got the impression that most of the stuff he's learning was very kind of theory based, um, and he wanted more practical practical information. Uh, and so he uh, he quit, decided to quit school, and uh, instead of learning marketing in, in school, he learned, he went and got a job at a uh, local marketing agency, and really took the apprenticeship approach. Uh, to learning and it worked out for him it worked out really well and uh, after he learned um, you know marketing he uh, he was able to work with uh, some of the biggest brands around the world um, agency and uh, he, he talked about how he um, you know he attributed a lot of his um, him deciding to uh, not just go out on his own and start his own agency but to do that on the road uh, to his girlfriend because he met her and, and they were both kind of deciding that they wanted to quit their jobs, but she wasn't going to just quit her job and just stay where she was. She was going to quit her job and travel the world. And he started thinking to himself, man, it would be great to do the same thing. So how can I put this together? Um, and she really encouraged him to, to start his agency. Um, and they started this thing together. 
Uh, they were able to really grow it a, a, a lot and um, and fund fund their traveling lifestyle, which is which is pretty awesome. And uh, I, I love the fact that you know he just was not he wasn't deterred by the challenges ahead of him, and he wasn't and he was also willing to uh, take a risk, uh, leaving leaving school and um, and going and taking the apprenticeship model. Now that's not for everyone. I mean. You know, I, uh, you know, I went to college and, and went to grad school and uh, I think I learned a, a lot of great things. But I but even even with that, I, I still see, you know, there's a big difference between many times what you learn in school and what you learn when you actually get out into the workforce. And so, you know, the apprenticeship model, I think, works for a lot of people because you can kind of, you know, in certain certain areas, skip some steps and maybe even save some money um, by uh, foregoing. Uh, going to university if, if that works for you uh, but you know everything everybody's got to figure out what uh, what the right right approach is for them um, but the other thing that Marcus talked about that I thought was uh, was really interesting was he talked about uh, what people want this internet business lifestyle because you know they read the four-hour work week which is a great book by the way I mean you know Tim Ferriss really did a great job of putting that book together and kind of opening a lot of people's eyes to what was possible but the idea of really only working four hours a week and, you know, sitting on the beach, you know, drinking Mai Tais every day. Uh, he said it's just not realistic. He said he doesn't know anybody who's a digital nomad who who lives that sort of lifestyle. He said the, the people that he knows, yes, they love the work they do. Yes, they are able to travel the world, um, but they work really hard. You know, they work long hours and there's challenges and, you know, everything is not just, it's not just this perpetual perpetual vacation um, it's hard work and, and there's a lot of, uh, risk involved, but he said it's, it's still a great lifestyle to live. It's, you know, it's one that he's chosen and one that his, uh, his community, uh, supports and strongly believes in. And, uh, I think, but I think it's just important for people to realize that, um, you know, <laughs> working four hours a week is probably not something you should really expect to do once you get your business up and running and, um, you should also be expecting that you're going to have to probably struggle a lot in the beginning. Um, you know, Marcus said that, you know, anybody who's starting a business should really be prepared to work for two to four years. Um, if you, let's say it, where you leave your job and you're starting your own, your own business, he said it usually takes about that two to four year period based on his experience to get back to the income that you had with your job. So, and for a lot of people, that's kind of, um, disappointing to hear you know they they kind of expect like oh, i'll leave my job and then you know within six months i'll be making just as much as i did for my job now now i'm not saying that that's not possible because i'm sure there are plenty of people who have done it but i think um you know just being realistic and for the majority of people it just doesn't happen that quickly um and i think that's important to point out too because i think it's important for a lot of people who they, they you know they try to do this internet business thing and then if it doesn't happen within six months if they aren't making a whole lot of money they feel like oh this is never going to happen I need to quit where the reality is it does take that two years to four years of really putting in the hard work and seeing that income slowly grow until you get to a point where you can really live the lifestyle you want to live and he was talking about you know as a digital nomad you can live in really expensive places like you know Chiang Mai Thailand um, which are you know probably much cheaper than wherever you're living right now so you can you know, get a really, really inexpensive apartment and, um, you know, get, get food for, you know, a couple bucks a day and, um, and, and just really, you know, live a lifestyle, which doesn't, doesn't take, uh, as much expense as you may be used to right now as you're ramping up your income. So it's doable. 
Um, it just, you know, takes, it takes you re- being, I guess, realistic about the amount of time um, that you're going to have to invest uh, before you really see the income level um, that you're, that you're looking for. Um, and Marcus, you know, along with uh, many other people, he said that, you know, the quickest way uh, to getting ramped up is, is hiring a coach, you know, hiring someone who resonates with you. And, um, and he said that, you know, the, the slowest way is trying to learn things on your own. Um, but it's also the most expensive route because it's going to take you a lot longer to do that. So, you know, that's, uh, some advice that I thought was really good. Um, another thing that Marcus talked about was he talked about his time management. And, um, and this is something that I know that, um, Tony Robbins talks about and a lot of other people talk about, but it's called, uh, it's, it's just the art of chunking your time together. So, um, what he said that he does is, uh, he works in 25 minute project, a new product he wants to put out, whatever it may be. He sits down and he, and he works for 25 minutes straight and then he takes a five minute break and then he goes back and works for 25 minutes straight and then he takes a five minute break and he does this throughout his entire work day so that he one stays focused for that 25 minute period, but he knows that he doesn't have to sit down and work for, you know, three, four hours straight. So it's not as daunting. And I think knowing that you have a break coming up in 25 minutes can help you to really kind of push through whatever it is you need to do because you're like, all right, well, I only have to do this for 25 minutes, then I'll get a break and then I can come back to it. And so um, I know that's what Marcus uses. I know a lot of other people, um, they may use different increments. Maybe it's, you know, 45 minutes on and 15 minutes off or, you know, an hour and a half on and then a half an hour off. So whatever kind of things work for you, you play around with it. But I think the idea is just to have a set time um, that you know you can go for without getting distracted, without feeling burnt out, without wanting to quit or get or, you know, go on to Facebook if Facebook is not something relevant, creating Facebook ads or something like that. But, you know, if you're just like goofing off, it's probably best to close Facebook and anything else that could distract you um, during that during that time period. So I, I like that strategy. Um, so yeah, so those are the interviews for the month. Those are my, uh, my takeaways. Uh, and, uh, I'm really happy to, um, get a chance to talk to you about that and share those things with you. So that's our show for today. And as usual, thanks for listening. Um, next week I'll be, um, back talking with Steve Heimerman from Tilt Motion. And that's a good interview because, uh, Steve talks a lot about video and the importance of video now in, in today's day and age. A lot of people are, um, you know, I mean, you can see how much Facebook has invested in video with Facebook lives and, and, you know, YouTube is clearly a, a huge player in the, it's still a huge player in the business and everyone, every other platform and, you know, Twitter, um, and I you know with Periscope and, and, uh, and Blab and these other, these other platforms jumping up for, uh, live video, you, you see how important video is. And Steve really gives us some good advice how to be engaging and still tell a story with with uh, with video. So I suggest you uh, turn in, tune in for next questions. Uh, definitely shoot me an email at michael at internetballers.com and uh, other episodes of the podcast at internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Basha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.